0: I believe that love is all around us. Love is everything and everywhere. I am love. You are love. We are all love. In our divinity, in our soul, in the truest and simplest form of our being, we are pure, unconditional love. Love is the answer to everything. Every week, In this podcast, we're talking to incredible and beautiful people who will be sharing their insights and perspectives to help you find more peace, to help you come from a place of love more often, to help encourage you to be kinder to yourself and others, to help you create more happiness in your life, to help you feel more oneness with others, and to help you connect to your higher self. My name is Justin Court. Together, we will help shift the collective consciousness of the planet to be more loving, kind, peaceful, happy, empathetic, understanding, and accepting. This can only be achieved together. It starts with each and every one of us. We are one, and it's time we start acting that way. I am so, so grateful that you're here. I love you, I support you, and I'm here for you. Let's together create more love in this world. Let's do this. Today's guest is Kathleen Monroe. She's such an awesome person. And it's really cool that we're actually family now because I just got married and she's my wife's cousin. I also want to give so much love and congratulations to her and her partner since they just got engaged. Kathleen is super talented. She's an actor, writer, and musician. You may recognize her from FBI, Patriot, A Perfect Plan, SWAT, Chicago Med, among so many others. She has such a beautiful mind, and I love her perspective throughout the entire episode. We chat about the power, importance, and beauty of vulnerability, about having a loving, open, accepting, and understanding heart, especially when we disagree with someone. We talk about all things love, and how fear can be the driving force behind so much of the hate in this world. I'm really grateful for our conversation. Please welcome Kathleen Monroe. Kathleen Monroe, thank you so much for being here with me. Uh, welcome to the podcast. I, I appreciate you.
1: Thank you. I'm so I'm so happy to be here with you. I'm so happy to be. Yeah, just have this in the chat.
0: Yes, this is going to be great. So, me and Kathleen uh, have just met today, but we're family now, which is kind of cool. Um, so, my father in law, I saw everyone, um, a lot of people know this now, but I just got married uh, about two weeks ago. And my father in law is Kathleen's first cousin. Yes. So, yes. So, yes. we're in it.
1: Kayla, who I've known since she was born, is like, has always just been like a little ball of light in the world (laughs) it's been it's been too long since I've seen her and I just I I yeah have a lot of love so so.
0: thank you so much that's so beautiful literally she is just such a light in this world and she's literally the most beautiful person on the inside outside but on the inside who I've ever met and I'm just so grateful to to be with her and to spend our life together. And it's just so cool to talk to somebody too. That's just her family and who's known her for, for a really long time. Yeah. 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 She really is so special. Well, that was sweet of you. <laughs> so Kathleen is an actor who kills it. Kathleen, if you just want to let some people know right now, um, maybe anything that you're in, anything you've been in the past, just to help people familiarize themselves a little bit more with you.
1: Totally. Totally. Yeah. So, um, I'm an actor. Uh, it's been my my job for a while. So right now, I'm working on a show called FBI um, that we're doing in New York. Um, I was on a show called Patriot on Amazon um, that I really loved for a few years. Uh, I also did a show called Resurrection for a few years on ABC. I'm um, like you know I've been really lucky in my career. Like I've gotten to to work. So yeah, there's a there's there's a lot of stuff if you if you dig deep. But um, yeah, that's kind of the, the latest. Awesome
0: beautiful and are you in new york right now
1: i'm not i'm actually in toronto uh kind of between um yeah between Got it. last season and we'll start the next season and i'm just kind of popping in and out of that one so I'll cool a,
0: yeah. and is that filmed in new york city is, yeah super fun me and Kayla, we met in in the city Yeah. Um, yeah <laughs> yes do you enjoy going to the city to shoot and to work
1: I do. Like, I, yeah, I, it's also been, I, I guess I went for the first time on this job in October. Um, so it was like thick of the pandemic. So it felt a little strange to be traveling, but I'll say like going to a place like New York when um, the rest of life had been feeling really contracted was really uh, cool. Like, just to kind of be, even if I wasn't able to interact with a lot of people in the way that I normally would, like, feeling kind of that energy of that space is like, it was, it was, it was pretty cool um, to have that, that, uh, that shift at that point in the last year. Yeah. So I, anyway, but I generally love, yeah, I love working in New York.
0: Nice. That's awesome. What a cool perspective to go to the city and like have the open space and not to feel so constricted and to really be in that and feel grateful for that. That's cool. Oh
1: yeah. I mean, it's just a place where you can't help but feel um, that you're sharing it with other people, right? Like it's so yes. densely populated. So even in this time where it was a little more sparse, you're still like, you cannot ignore that you share space with people. And so yeah. there's like a conscious or unconscious engagement with that all the time. So yeah, that's that, true. yeah it, was, it was
0: cool. Cool. I love that. And uh, Kathleen, how, what inspired you or what brought you to acting? Do you feel like, was it like this huge vision or picture or goal or did it just happen organically? How did you get into it?
1: Yeah, no, I um, honestly I think I, th- I I. should like know like a real good canned answer for this. But I, I think what really that like the impulse is a storytelling impulse, I think. Mm. When like if I think back to being a kid into where I felt really, um, really like empowered and really aligned with myself and just where I felt like I could be, I don't know, like where stuff sort of resonated. It was in storytelling and I played music and I I still play music and I uh, write and acting was sort of a part of that. And I think because it's like a full bodied storytelling, when I was a kid, I was like pretty shy. And and I think um, it it was a way for me to access, honestly, like sort of a way for me to access my own vulnerability, a way for me to feel like really safe and kind of going to um, like covering some emotional terrain because it was all within this context of storytelling um, where there's like an allowance for and uh, almost like a requirement to just um, show up really fully. And I think as a shy mm. kid, that was that was a cool space to find. Um, oh. and, and it just sort of like satisfied part of that storytelling impulse that I think is like probably my main driver in, in the things that I'm interested in doing.
0: Got it, cool. I love that that space and acting, you as a child, you were kind of shy, like you just mentioned, right? So that space was kind of breaking you out of your shell and creating you to be vulnerable. Totally. Right. And I mentioned this to you very quickly before we hopped on right now. I'm just such a massive fan of vulnerability. It's just like, to me, one of the coolest things that exists in the world. It's like, when we feel like we can be in a place of being vulnerable, that feels like to us, I'm like a safe space and a, a Right, a place where we feel accepted and loved.
1: You know, it's so it's funny that you say it, like I love that you say it like that, and I and in 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 like listening to this um, podcast of it, I've like recognized that that is a theme that you embrace so wholeheartedly, and I love that. Um, and I think what's so interesting is that you describe it as a place that feels safe because I don't think that that I think I, I was th- I was actually thinking about vulnerable. I was thinking about vulnerability a lot this year, but I, I was thinking about this recently. Um. That like, I almost feel like my, the early part of my life was about like trying to feel like resilient and like a little bit, maybe like strong and tough, solid. And like the last kind of like 15 years, and I hope onward and onward is about softening because I think that sense of safety and vulnerability, I don't know that I necessarily had that intuitively. I don't know that I had that that feeling of safety and vulnerability when I was young, which is maybe why I found acting and I found the space where I could feel safe in it. Right. Yep, yep. In terms of like my own life, that's something that I almost feel like I'm like relearning, like just how to be, and, and I have been relearning. And so, I mean, I'm, I'm I love, I love that. Um, I love the way you speak about it. And I love that approach of just like kind of leading with like openness and softness and I think what that takes is a certain amount of internal fortitude or internal healing or something to feel safe doing that. Because um, the idea of safety and, and vulnerability, I think, at some point in my life, would have felt like, and I don't know, like something conflicting. But now it feels really like the essential thing,
0: right? Wow! So good for you. That's so beautiful that you are experiencing this now. It's like what a gift. To, it's cool. It is
1: yeah yeah it is and the little things that kind of make that happen um are 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 unexpected sometimes you know yeah just very briefly like a funny thing this year where um last summer during the pandemic in lockdown with my now fiance um and uh but at that point was not my fiance um and I had a um a funny thing happened where I got a brain injury, so it was not actually funny, funny. But I, but I got hit with a with something in that on my head, and and I had to be vulnerable in front of her, in front of my my now fiance, in a way that I we were still kind of early enough in the relationship that there was still a little bit of that navigation of like, yeah, like I can still lead with this like version of myself that I feel really confident in, or whatever. And there was this thing that happened with this injury where that became impossible, and vulnerability was the only option. And the amazing thing was that I think that's where a lot of our intimacy and closeness emerged from. It's just finally we were like showing up as ourselves because there was like literally (laughs) not to. Um, And so sometimes these like little, little, like unexpected gifts of, of difficult things actually lead to those um, those breakthroughs in relationship, which I think contribute to this kind of stuff.
0: Yes, absolutely. It's because you, it's like, we need those moments for us to break through and be able to show our vulnerable side. Cause if like those tough and difficult moments don't come up, then we don't really have to address it very often. we don't have to push through that barrier to be like, all the walls are down. This is me. You know what I mean? Like yeah. shit. Yeah. Shit is hard right now. And I just can't put up this facade or this fake. And I just need to just fully be myself. And there is just so much magic and so many gifts in that moment because cyclical when you feel like you can be totally vulnerable in a moment and you release that that person can also feel it they they know that you're being truly who you are so in their knowing of you feeling comfortable enough to be just open it's a beautiful space that you've created and now that person can feel comfortable in being their true self and being open and vulnerable Yeah. yeah
1: i think that's really beautiful that notion of like I I almost, because I I remember you articulating that in some way um, on another episode and and really thinking about that, that like sometimes if there's maybe some challenge to just showing up as a vulnerable person, that to think of it as creating space for someone else to be like in relationship with someone with that vulnerability um, almost makes it you know, an act of service to yourself and to the relationship and to the person. And then you sort of, yeah, I I love that idea. I'd never thought about that before. of Sort of like a a cyclical, reciprocal um, thing that way. Yeah, Uh, yeah, I just think it's really cool.
0: Yeah, and I'm, I'm just like a firm believer too in anything in life that you want or you feel like you're lacking to give those things, to push those things outward. So anyone listening right now who feels like they can't be vulnerable, they're in these weird spaces and they just feel like they're locked up, If you feel that way, try to create that space, give somebody the space for them to be vulnerable for you. And in that vulnerability and them giving that to you, well, first you're giving it to them. You're creating that space. You're you're allowing them to know that they're able to be their true selves. And then you creating that for somebody else, you're going to create that for yourself as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, it's so cool. And I think too that there's like as much as I just like told that anecdote, I also don't think you necessarily need to have a horrible thing happen to get that place. And I think like that your perspective is so cool, and that it kind of articulates like a version of that where you can just just choose, right? Like you choose like to mindfully kind of engage in in a way that encourages that openness. And I think like any, the the thing that I've been thinking about too lately, I've been doing a lot of like reading and audiobooks and stuff in the last little while. And, um, and thinking about like where I find, um, I get introduced to other people's humanity. And the more I feel connected to sort of someone else's humanity, whether it's abstract through literature, whether it's like person to person. And as the world is opening up again, we're getting more kind of, you know, in in greater contact with each other again, yeah. which is so great, but also feels like a bit of a shift. That like part of I think leading with, or maybe maybe part of reminding myself to be mindful and to create those spaces and to lead with that um intentionality, mm-hmm. inspired by just a very simple recognition of humanity. You yeah, know, yeah, There's this like, shared experience that that we 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 all have. You know, yeah. Um, That it, you know, that that's, it's just a, a a choice of the way of kind of entering into a day, you know, Yeah. a bunch of other humans.
0: Oh my God. It's so awesome. I feel like you just nailed that. It's like, if we can, it's just something that I, um, I'm trying to do all the time. I'm trying to be very conscious of this in terms of seeing myself in another person, feeling my connection to somebody else, knowing that we are one, knowing that we're all connected knowing that if I was raised exactly how that person was raised in the town, they were raised by their parents, by their friends, in the environment that they were raised in, I would pretty much most likely be the exact same as them. And just trying to see myself in other people, you know, and especially when they're the people that we may disagree with or or maybe not like that much, right? In a, in a moment. And instead of feeling hatred towards them or negativity towards them because when we feel those things towards them we're feeling those things we're feeling the hatred right
1: it's in our bodies yeah and it and it does radiate out right and i think like totally it's empathy right like it's it's empathy is that is that you know that ability that recognition Mm -hmm. um it's i'm i'm reading uh one thing that i've been reading lately is um, mary oliver poems she's a poet that i really love and she has this idea about um i I'm probably going to get this wrong, but I think it's that attention is the beginning of devotion. That if you pay attention, you're, you're kind of on the road to caring. And I think that that's, that's a lot of what you're sort of, it reminds me of what you're, or it was called to mind when you were speaking, because it's yeah. like, yeah, if you kind of pay attention to someone's circumstances, to their humanity, to their, the intricacies of of like their personhood, it's a lot easier to then feel feelings. And I think that's what, getting way back to the beginning of our chat like what stories do in a way right like they communicate human experience and so they kind of get those muscles warm for understanding that there are a vast array of human experiences and when you can kind of start paying attention to the nuances of different people's experiences I think love follows you know yes. it's um it's uh, there's another like great little thing that I just encountered is this idea. This is a George Saunders thing. I'm reading a, a book of his um, about writing called A Swim in the Pond in the Rain. And he talks about caring being a form of, sorry, curiosity being a form of caring. And it's the same thing. It's like, how do you show care, even when there's this, I, I feel you on the um the existence of a certain amount of divide between perspectives. At this time, I think it's hard to ignore that that exists, right? There's there polarities right yep. now. And we feel them. And um, I'm a, you know, I'm a queer woman. I'm marrying a woman. This is a, this is a fact of my life. And sometimes, you know, uh, we encounter people who aren't such fans of that, you know? So there's, there are, there are ways in the world, you know, in living in this world where we encounter things that maybe feel at odds with who we are, how we feel, et cetera, et
0: cetera.
1: That's an example. But, but the idea of trying to stay curious and trying to allow people their experience and then also maybe have some like political action and advocacy. And <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> maybe may, might make a little better, uh, you know, in, in yeah. terms of like increasing um, people's uh, awareness and, and uh, liberties and stuff like that is important. But I think curiosity is, is a good place to start.
0: So cool. I ne- be- yeah, no, I'm sorry. That's so cool. I never thought about it that way at all. Just having curiosity in somebody else and just, I, I- in that curiosity just i feel like also just trying to see some similarities and even if there's none there that's okay it's like one of the clearest truths i feel like of this world is that we're all different we're all unique we're all we're all our own person we're all going to have different beliefs so and just that, like that simple simple understanding and knowing that that's truth for me that helps me in moments where i conflict with somebody and i see things totally different or opposite of them to be like it's just that's a part of it that's a mm-hmm. part of this infinite universe there's infinite possibilities and infinite dimensions of people's it's just wild and how someone got to this exact moment where you're seeing them right now there was a lot of buildup. there was a lot of life to get them to this one moment where you're seeing them and just trying to have like you said compassion and just empathy for people and yeah, yeah and just under and when you mentioned before with the connection Connection to me is is love. So, right, when we can have some sort of connection to somebody and some sort of an understanding of where they come from, that totally opens the doors for love mm-hmm. and it absolutely allows these things, the, the loving energies of joy and happiness and compassion and empathy, like we mentioned, to come flooding in they may not always but at least it opens that door to give them the opportunity through that connection to create some sort of bond or or understanding with another person
1: and i think it's 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 cool the way you talk about being accepting of difference too like i think for uh for even just our own well-being like i've uh, a big shift in my um understanding of what's good for me is recognizing that like uh for me self-righteousness is the enemy of love like if i if i'm trying to convince somebody Mm. of something that they're not open to or they're not ready to listen to or they don't want to hear or whatever. And I'm stuck in my side. And I I I stop listening, I stop being curious. I stop um, finding the humanity in them. And then I go away feeling like I'm stewing about it because I, I really wanted my point to get across. And again, while I think like advocacy is important, I think education is important, et cetera, et cetera, at a certain point too, it's like you know, people are on their own journey and like, I don't necessarily know what's right for everyone to accept at any given point. And just really being like, really just recognizing that other people's humanity involves autonomy too, to an extent that they're allowed to be, you know, they're allowed to be in charge of their own emotional processes. They're allowed to be in charge of their intellectual processes as much as I might really want them to uh, hop onto my side. <laughs> it's not always going to be that way. And yeah. I think the common thing too, this is a real, a real cheesy one. So buckle up, but, um, <laughs> but I started doing this thing where uh, when I'm driving, cause I think, think about like, well, I'll get on, I'll, I'll, not get tangential what is so when, when i'm driving if someone like if i'm just you know in one of those places where someone cuts me off or i feel really like pissed off about something that some stranger i say driving because i think it's really easy to forget that there are people in cars you know yeah. so you just get all you know steamed i just will like try to like imagine that there's a person in the car and they have they have a heart and I have a heart. And we were both babies. I'm like, you were a baby. You were a baby when one- you were a baby at some point. <laughs> and somehow like this, you know, that just, just like if there's no common ground that I can feel. And then that, I mean, that's an abstract example, but if I'm really struggling to find commonality, I can remember that we were all babies. Like yes. that's enough of a thing to be like, okay, all right. Like I see that we're the same um, you know, there's some there's something operating in, in a similar way for all of us.
0: Yeah, totally. And that right there, that's just a quick connection to their being. That's yeah. it. It's just a very simple, quick connection and understanding that we are the same. We literally came from the same exact thing. And in that, right, that just opens your heart a little more to be like, okay, let me just relax a little bit. Let me realize they might be struggling. Maybe if they cut me off, maybe they're in a rush somewhere or they're dealing with something too. And we are one in the same and it's okay in moments and that's that's awesome that's such a cool perspective to have i'm going to try that sometimes <laughs> and just resort back to our simplest form and be like okay we, we both started at the same and now we're here but at least we have that commonality uh of of each other and of that oneness yeah because that's important yeah to realize that stuff wow honestly and what you were saying before that too is just so it's really so beautiful and I I have this thought too, when we're having conversations with somebody and it's like, we really want them to understand where we're coming from. And we really want to convince them almost to believe what we believe. And it's like, you said it too. It's like, people are in their own realities. They're, They're in their own conscious state. And it's like, we can't convince somebody of a thing or somewhere where we want them to get to if they're not ready to get there yet. We can drop little hints, we can drop little clues, we can just give them openly our insight of things that have worked for us and perspectives that we've had and angles of love that we have maybe taken that have just helped us feel more fulfilled. But if they're not ready to receive those things yet, then they're just not ready and there's literally nothing that we can do. So in just being open and not being, and I've been reading this a lot in books recently too, not being so strong-willed in our belief and feeling like I have to convince this person of this belief. It's like, we don't have to do that at all.
1: Oh. And it's, it's so clear too, when you're, you know, when you're in that mode that like, I know that when I'm in in that mode, I'm not open. Like I'm not active. I'm not listening. So why else be in speaking with me? Like, I think that, um, yeah, I think just everything you're saying makes a lot of sense. Like that kind of centering and just recognizing um, that also also when I really feel like fired up, like I need to get something across, that is also a lesson to me, like in that moment, actually just listen, like actually just just stop for a second. Like the more urgent something feels, the less I should probably be committed to expressing it in that moment and in yes. that way. Like maybe it's like, and, and I think, you know, I think a lot of this stuff too comes kind of comes down to healing like again not to be too cheesy about it but i really really i really believe that i think when when we're when we're kind of focused on healing our our you know injuries our wounds our histories our pasts, whatever um to kind of be to not feel the kind of scary vulnerability of like oh if somebody attacks me in this way i fall to pieces like to have enough enough like healing of those um let I me mean, we all have you know experiences in life that that um that hurt right like that's 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 part of humanity too so it's like okay you know how can i i think of this like how can i heal so i can be of better service like how can i heal so then i can be not flimsy when i get into something that maybe could hurt my feelings so i can still greet somebody with um you know with with strength and compassion and love for myself and love for them where i'm not hinging my own well-being or my um the strength of myself on on anyone else right uh, there's like something internal on, uh, and and strong enough that um we're not causing pain inadvertently by just having so much in us ourselves
0: you know right exactly that's so yeah. true. Yeah, because when we feel and we feel pain and we feel torment, that just comes out. That reflects into the world. That energy we push out to people. sure. For sure. There.
1: yeah. And I feel like I mean, as like I, you know, and, and not to get too much into politics, but I, 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 seeing some of the um, the things that I feel impacted by, as they relate to like the LGBTQ community, um, I do feel very. Um, sometimes I, I, I can, I am, I imagine that when I see this sort of restrictive like trans legislation that's happening now things that feel really like they could inflict a lot of pain on people that I you know know and care about and people I don't know and care about but who are in my broader community Mm -hmm. I see a lot of fear behind it and a lot of like unknowing and a lot of like and I I try to um, recognize that the perspective um, on the other side is not to be horrible even though that these things can cause pain it's really not it's there but there there's a some amount of um yeah like a lack of understanding and like fear. I fear and fear and I can understand fear I can understand lack of understanding so then it's like well how do we how do we kind of make this conversation happen in a way that can hopefully reduce harm all around right because that's mm-hmm. like that's the goal of this stuff so um yeah. So just like just the 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 human things behind yeah. stuff can cause you know um, pain. I mm-hmm. think is, is a good place to start in thinking about maybe reducing some of that.
0: Absolutely. And see, that's the thing too. It's like when someone has a completely different belief of you, and when you feel like that belief is rooted in hate, right? Mm-hmm. And and in them being malicious, and then when you take a step back and you realize that. A lot of times it's not that it's a lot of times they're fearful of something and whether that fear is justified or not, doesn't take away from the fact that they still feel fear. And I may totally disagree with them feeling that fear, but you can at least understand that that fear exists and that is the driving force. It's not this person being a God awful, terrible person. It is fear, literally, that is driving these not so great decision-based things that are that are coming out of them or coming from their beliefs. Also, a lot of times it has to do with the world that they were raised in or brought up in. And I have empathy for those people because I have the understanding that if I, again, was born in their world with their parents, in their environment, I could be a very, very similar way. Thanks. And right... And then, even in, yeah, and the idea is when we disagree with people, what is the main goal, right? We do kind of, in a way, like we mentioned, want them to kind of come to our side or at least see where we're coming from. Like we talked about too, we shouldn't be so attached to that outcome of them seeing our side but that is the overall main goal right so if we're coming at that person screaming at them being negative putting them down that is not ever going to achieve the goal that we want to achieve and that again is just them at least understanding where we're coming from not always you know believing in it but at least or accepting it but at least having an understanding and the only way that we're going to be able to understand each other get through things create peace is to be with one another have this vulnerable place and express love for each other and let the other person instead of being like no, no 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 you need to listen to me i'm right you're wrong let them speak let them be and understand them again you don't have to accept them you don't at all but you can at least be there for someone and be like okay let me at least hear you out let me yeah. create this space for you and then now maybe hear me out and let's just have an open conversation where we can both just speak about what we believe in without again being attached to the belief that you have to come to my side and just let it be out there, and then just see where it goes. I just really quickly, there is a guy. I think his name is Daryl Davis. He is an African American man. Back decades ago, he well over the past few decades now, he has converted over 200 KKK members. That was done through openness and peace and love. That was not done through him telling them to go F themselves and I hate you and you're terrible, terrible people. He would sit and have open conversations with them, understand where they were coming from, creating that space. And then in that openness, it allowed the KKK member to then understand where Daryl was coming from and understand his perspective and understand his life. And in that love and acceptance, again, he converted over 200 KKK members and that was In us being vulnerable and open with each other, not hating. It wasn't him going in and saying, You guys, you guys are terrible people. You need to believe what I'm saying. What you're doing is totally wrong. That doesn't work. That will never create that openness in order for us to have a conversation with each other and be on the same page and at least understand where we're coming from. And I just, I love that story so much because it is such a prime example. And that is a courage that he put forward that I will never understand.
1: Right. I think that, like, I think what's so striking about that is the, um, I in like sort of systems of oppression, sometimes there's a burden of transformation that falls on the oppressed. Right. And I feel like I hate that that's a fact. I hate that that's operating. I think it's amazing that there are men like that, that there are people like that who um, have the uh, the fortitude and the desire and the patience and the um, compassion to approach things that way. I also understand when people who are living under systems of oppression of oppression are have rage that needs to kind of be, you know, be sort of expressed in, in different moments too. I think it's, um, you know, there's, there's a, there's a lot to, um, a lot of like things involved in healing. And I think some of sometimes having, having the ways to process the, um, the really, uh, I guess the the, you know, the, the amount of pain of like living in, in certain, in certain circumstances, um, Finding the the productive ways to do that for, for everyone involved, I think is, um, is a pretty amazing task. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Yeah. And honestly, and for the people who I don't understand your situation, I've never been in it before. If you act in a, you know, in a different way, if Daryl acted in, in a different way and did tell those people, F you, I hate you. I'm not here to judge that person on how they acted in that situation because I understand that I don't know what you're going through. I, I How could I possibly? And I feel like in, in this conversation, the higher thought is to come through with peace and love. But I just want to say that I understand that not everyone is going to act that way. And there's no judgment towards the people who don't act yeah, that way. Yeah,
1: totally, totally. Yeah, yeah. And I think, yeah, but I think it is also important to look at those examples of of tremendous love yes. and passion. I mean, there's, there's, there's nothing to, um, there's nothing not gained from that as you know, as long as it's, you know, within, within the, the uh, yeah. side of it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: It. It's a, honestly, it's, it's a pretty, unconditional love is a pretty radical thought. Yeah. It really is to really love somebody and unconditionally we all know what that means, but to really love somebody with no affliction, nothing that will stand in your way from having pure love for them, is a really hard thought. Because right okay. now, for me to say I have love for a KKK member is a tough—you know what I mean—is is a tough thing for people to hear. And do I—I I don't know any KKK member, but I'm just saying that is a tough thing. Unconditional love is a hard thing for people in moments. It is a very radical thought, and honestly, that's something I'm trying to change.
1: Yes. Yeah, yeah. it's tough and i think i think the you know it's it, it, for me anyway for my from like my experience and as i you know think about the way that i i want to move through the world i think it, it is a good mix of of trying to practice that uh I, and i fail all the time but trying to practice that as yeah. much as um you know starting with myself the people in my immediate in immediate life and then more broadly from there um and then while well, also having like a, enough of an engagement in sort of, you know, structural issues and and, um, and the broader kind of workings of society to try to also kind of um, use privilege that I just have being yes. born who I am to mm-hmm. um, to kind of increase the ability for more people to experience that kind of love um, by broadening social systems or changing social systems and social structures to um, allow for some some greater compassion more, uh, yeah, just sort of um, on on a macro level, I guess. So it's like, for me, like the mix of political engagement, political action, um, and uh, and also like interpersonal um, open-heartedness is like, feels right right now.
0: You know, (laughs) yeah, Yeah. being open, yeah. Yeah, No, you go.
1: Well, I was just gonna say it's it's like I I keep referring to this last year because I still I think as again as we're like moving out. I'm in Canada right now, where we're just sort of starting to ease out of out of um, more restrictive uh, lockdowns and stuff like that. And as I'm again, I'm I'm starting to encounter more people now. What I've really been aware of in the last year, like I. I've been living in a one room loft with my now fiance so much of like love in the last year has been about how do I share space with this person like how do I exist in this shared space in a way that feels loving it on a daily basis and very unsexy ways like she she likes it when the the water drops are are cleaned off the um edge of the sink when i do dishes like i just now i just you know it feels like a loving act to do that you know know? and she has the equivalence with me too right like but like love is in these small gestures Mm -hmm. that feel very rote and very um very I mean we were in a year where there was no such thing as a grand gesture right like the, it was sort of impossible given the circumstances of the world everyone everything contracted everything was contained so like how to really express and discover and deepen love in a in a daily way in a small setting became so much about sharing space and now as like go out into the world i'm trying to kind of hang on to that and like i was talking about new york getting to new york and being like oh yeah wow i'm sharing this space with people like so how can i kind of mindfully engage in this space how Mm -hmm. can i like you know just understand that i'm navigating the world alongside other people and then expanding that out to globally like how do we you know react or or interact with um humans uh on in in you know vast areas of the world how do i treat planet like there's there's sort of like that idea of I guess just love via um, care for shared space has <laughs> been yeah. something that I think about a lot too wow. um, so yeah that's in just like little maybe mm. little acts of service little things like that um, yeah micro and macro
0: love that I mean to me love is just literally always the answer it's not always the simplest thing and I love how you said before, too, where it's like in practicing unconditional love and, and trying to love everyone around, We've I, I fail at that too. You know what I mean? And thank you for being open and vulnerable and, and saying that you fail. And that's okay. It's okay to fail at things. It doesn't mean we need to beat ourselves down anymore, beat ourselves up. Just in that love, having love for ourselves. And that's something I'm really trying to work on, too, because when I feel like I'm not the person I know I can be in every situation. I'm like, I do. I get a little down on myself, and I'm like, why couldn't I find unconditional love for that person? Like, this person was really kind of mean and rude to me. It's like, oh, come on, like, why, like, why couldn't I show love to them? Like, what's wrong with me? And it's like, I'm trying to work that out of my consciousness as well, and have love for everybody else, but also have love and understanding for myself mm-hmm. when I, right, when I don't act in the most loving way because I'm human.
1: humans right like that is just part of it and it's like sometimes I try to remind myself that when I get if I feel the impulse to be really hard on myself or something that like I'm just doing my job as a human being by failing and doing my best again and failing and like being reflective and trying to yeah maybe step step out with something um, learned or whatever but I mean really like that is that is being human and so it's kind of as long as it's, it's, you know, we're moving forward with a certain amount of mindfulness, I think is, is the way to, 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 go. But, you know, it's a lot of like, we're not going to be, be able to access that uh, unconditional love for anyone else if we don't try to have it for ourselves. Right. Yep. So if we're, if we're beating ourselves up for failing at that, it's like, we're, you know, there's something elemental in just trying to love yourself enough to allow for that so that then you can practice that kind of love in, yes. in relationship.
0: Yes. So beautiful. Wow. That was so good. And it's so true. It's just like, as long as we're just, like you said, reflecting and just learning and, you know, trying to stay on the path of connecting more to our higher self and and evolving. Um, that's all that we can, that's all that we can really do. Like we're yeah. going to fail.
1: And understanding too, I think that like love takes different forms all the time, yeah. like all the time. Sometimes it's, it's like best I don't know, best pursued through like action. Sometimes it's, it's sometimes showing love is just like sitting back, not doing anything, just allowing some, someone to, you know, have some space. Sometimes it's service. Sometimes it's, um, affection. I mean, like there's so many different ways to show up and be loving. And I think that takes a lot of, um, almost like ego death, too. <laughs> you know, like you kind of yeah. have to, ego aside, to be like okay what is actually like how can i actually be loving in this scenario maybe it's not the way that i feel inclined to be but just like okay maybe it's actually more loving for me to whatever intervene not intervene like um listen speak like there i mean there there are all kinds of scenarios that demand all kinds of things and so having like a a flexible way of loving
0: yeah yeah
1: no um yeah which probably like ultimately boils down to everything that you've been saying on sort of a very basic level, which if you're open and you're vulnerable and if you're listening and if you're, um, you know, conscious and you're uh, approaching things with love, I think just happens quite naturally, you know?
0: Definitely, Um, yeah. Yeah,
1: it's organic, but...
0: It's totally Uh, right. I have a question for you. Yes. uh,
1: How did you come to this perspective? This is maybe like a big question, but I just think it's so easy not to do you know what I mean? It's so easy to live in the world, especially live in, in a capitalist society in a, you know, there are all kinds of things that, that really teach us to be individualistic or to be, um, to have different values. And so anytime I get to meet somebody who's sort of chosen um, an alternative way of seeing the world and an alternative way of interacting with people, I'm just so curious because it seems to me that there must be some amount of unlearning as well as learning, or I don't know. I mean, I, I guess I don't want to answer that for you, but I'm curious.
0: No, um, that's beautiful. Thank you for for asking that. Um, and I just, I just really want to, I guess, just make this clear too. When I'm chatting about these situations, everything I'm I chat about is something I'm, I'm working on. Mm-hmm. So even when I talk about things, and and it might come off that I have it a hundred percent, because maybe I, I do think like I talk about things confidently in moments. But it's just because i'm so passionate about them and it's just because they feel so good for me and i've had little flickers of them working and i just want to share those with people as much as i can because i've seen the work and and how much that they've helped me and in these conversations that we're having today too everybody when someone has an opposing belief from you if someone doesn't believe in gay rights and you do believe in gay rights which i feel like people should be who they are love who they want to love and just be you If you find someone who conflicts with you in that, I'm not saying to sit down and shut up and not say anything and to back away and just have love and understanding for this terrible perspective of this person. What I'm saying is to still have love for them regardless, because we don't know where they came from. We don't know, again, what environment they grew up in. We don't know anything about them. So and again instead of feeling hate for them you're actually just feeling the hatred in yourself so it's not good for you right so when you feel a negative emotion towards somebody it's actually hurting you so in that perspective I don't want you to be hurt either right and then again not just accepting them but be, creating an open space so you can at least understand where they're coming from and they can understand where you're coming from. And in that is the only way I really truly believe this, that some understanding can come out of it, that some love can come from it, that some sort of a change can possibly come from it. So I just wanna make that clear um, to people because it's not, and, and, and being open and loving and vulnerable is a strength, it's not a weakness. It's not You're not being weak by just being like, and that's not what it is. You're not saying, okay, you can feel how you wanna feel and I don't care. And it's not easy it's not a weakness it is a strength to sit with somebody who you have drastically opposing beliefs with and hear them out and hear them out in a truly open space um and then so it just i guess for me in you know in getting to this perspective it's been years of work it's honestly everything with me everything started with kayla hmm. kayla opened my heart to a place I I never knew was possible. And in her cracking my heart open, it is just allowed all of this love and all these perspectives, I feel like to, just to come to me more easily. You know what I mean? And because I'm feeling this just immense love, mm. like attracts like, and so I'm feeling these emotions of love and I'm feeling more understanding for people and I'm feeling more love for people because that is the energy that I'm in. Mm-hmm. And then- <laughs> Well, oh, thanks. And then in um in in books, it's been a a lot of understanding um, at the core belief that we're all that we're all one that we are we're all the same we all come from the same. I truly believe that we are just infinite beings and that we're all beautiful and that we're all connected and that we're all a part of God, the universe, source. That we are actually those things manifested in physical form. It's really and it's that understanding that we're that we're all one. And and in that knowing, it makes it very simple to see myself in another person and to find love for them in moments. And then it's honestly just been like a lot of meditating and a lot of just self-aware thoughts. Because I have the thoughts too of like when someone's, you know, I disagree with, I do, you know, have a moment of frustration or like. why are you that way? You know what I mean? And then it's just being present, having the awareness to take a step back and then to change my thought.
1: Yeah. That's amazing. That's, that's really, that's really cool. I think that's so powerful. That last thing that you just said that like that, that um, training to pause, see the thoughts that you have and then choose to react a certain way. Like, that's so beautiful, because it allows so much of your own humanity, like you, we're all, you know, we're all programmed in different ways. And I've, I feel that too, I'll, I'll have a judgmental thought pop into my head. And then I just go, okay, so like, there you are, that's a judgmental thought. I can recognize where that comes from in me I can recognize why why I have it because I feel afraid I feel vulnerable so my response to that right now is to judge you you know if that's happening then I go okay so what do I need to work on in myself okay got it got it how can I actually approach this person again does not always happen in in a a really elegant way but um, but I think that that's so I love that you just said that 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 pause I think is so key because expecting for me expecting myself to be more evolved or more ascended or more, you know, um, than, than I am, isn't going to get me there quicker. Um, but knowing that I have a certain (laughs) intention or in a certain desire and yes, I, I, I I love that you mentioned like reading and just learning and stuff too. I I find that, um, to be really key for how I, um, feel connected to, to this stuff on a broader level as well. And, um, but yeah, that like allowance for the, for the, the human in us, while we're also trying to kind of break through these, uh, yeah, these, these barriers to get
0: something. I feel like a lot of it is awareness. Like awareness to me is everything. So if in a moment you can pause and be aware of the thoughts that you're having, not just being on autopilot, but being aware that a lot of the autopilot thoughts aren't actually us, you know, it's the ego mind that's going. So to, Take a step back, reflect, and be like, "Wow, that's not actually my thought." Yeah. You know, that's been kind of programmed into me—an ego that's coming out, but that's not really my thought. And really having the awareness of that, and then choosing—it's really choosing to change your thought. And Dr. Wayne Dyer has a beautiful book. It's called "Change Your Thoughts, uh, Change Your Life," and that was one of the books that helped open me up and really helped transform my thoughts and way of being and and an understanding that so many times I feel like we feel like we're just run by our mind and we don't really have much control over our thoughts. It's just kind of what's happening. And that's what I thought for the first 31 years of my life. And then I've realized that that's not really the case. And really, if we, if we can just have that awareness in ourselves and not beat ourselves up after catching ourselves for having you know, that not so great thought and just being like, wow, I'm grateful that I even had the thought to change the thought. You know what I mean? Okay. And just be happy and find gratitude in that. And then and then try to change the thought. And everybody, you're not always going to be able to change it. And that's okay too. Don't beat yourself up for not being able to change it. Just feel great and feel cool and happy that you even just had that thought. And then just gradually go from there. It's not going to happen overnight. It literally takes years. And it's something that I'm still always trying to work on. It's like, I don't have this figured out at all. Just trying every day and failing and trying again. And then just trying to get to a place where I know, because I know if I have love, unconditional love for everybody, imagine how I'm going to feel myself. Like, oh my God, like unreal. You know? Yeah. Yeah,
1: incre- yeah. It's incredible. And I, yeah, I totally, totally agree with all of that. And I think so much of it too, is just so much of that love, that kind of loving is just presence, you know, just yeah. like, just presence, like, and, and yeah. Presence and allow allowance and, and like understanding, I was thinking about this um, with reference, to like a, something that I'm working on um, uh, a project that I'm writing I was thinking about redemption, like the idea of redemption, like that 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 there's something so loving about always being open to redemption in yourself and in other people. That mm-hmm. there's, and I mean, that is possible for all of us because we're all humans and we all fail. And so, mm-hmm. you know, and then there's the, there are constant tiny and huge opportunities for redemption all the time on very small and very big levels. And I think um that's a concept I wouldn't want to be without in the world. You know, I think yes. that if we were all born pure beings who just kind of floated through with no difference, uh, in opinions. And, you know, I don't know that we have the human experience. We, it would be a different experience, right? That's, mm-hmm. that's, another, that's some other soul experience, but, but yep. the human experience involves all this other stuff. Right. So like to have this particular human experience at this particular time on this particular planet right now, um, it involves, yeah. And, um, you know, interacting, seeing each other, trying to see each other better, trying to show up more authentically. And, uh, and, and that's, I guess just the very starting point, but, yeah. um, but it's something.
0: Yes. It's like, let's never, let's like really try Me myself included to never give up on ourselves or other people <laughs> to never feel like they're totally lost because I'm telling you, 17 year old Justin, you might've thought I was lost and there was no redemption coming. And that was just, you know what I mean? And it's just like, and that's and that and that helps me too see myself and other people. It's like, I don't know. We're all we're just we're all the same. We're all one. And I think about myself like the, in this version of reality right now. There's like the spread love movement, Justin. Who knows who I could have become if something changed a little bit? Mm-hmm. Who I used to have a terrible uh, temper when I was younger. If I was never able to work through that who knows who I would have become. So when I see the person with a crazy temper or I see somebody in a situation, I'm like, I don't know. I'm just like, that could have been me. You know what right. I mean? And that just, to me, I'm just like, I just still have to have love for you and understanding. And I, I never want to give up on you or myself because we're infinite beings and we're capable of anything. And, and everybody wants love. It's just people haven't been opened up to it yet. Um, and haven't been able to receive it yet for whatever reasons but we all just want that feeling
1: mm-hmm. yeah i i love that and I think that there's um i think it's so cool that you were able to also take the time to work on that and like heal whatever you needed to heal to be who you are now i think that, that and i don't I don't want to do i don't want to put words in your mouth but for, I, i feel like for for in in my case like, I didn't even come out until my early 30s. So I, I had a and I had a lot of love in my life, but I didn't feel the full scope of my heart until I knew how to be authentically who I am. Yes. And I'm so grateful that my life has provided me the parameters and the support and the and the opportunities and the experiences to find who I am. Because it's not that I was like this is just to the point of evolving right like it's not that I that I was like stifling something all the time but I guess I was but it was subconscious like there was a lot operating and and the the I hope that (laughs) I had like a wish for everyone it would be that they would all and I think you know a lot of us are able to um get an experience of um uh, have, have have enough support or enough enough um knowledge or enough whatever it is that allows them to to feel authentically good in themselves Mm. to feel aligned with themselves because i think that um for me was uh in terms of who i am and how i love uh just so crucial and um and in the scheme of things, some people take longer, some people think, you know, take, take a shorter time to kind of recognize those things about themselves. But for me, I'm a better person to people in my life. And mm-hmm. I love more fully and more deeply because I know on that level who I am and what I want and who I love. And also I can love myself as this person exactly who I am as you know imperfect uh as anything but but that the authentic knowing that maybe there was something about me that deviated a little bit from convention and uh that that is where I actually feel best Mm -hmm. Um, I think that is such a gift because it uh, it makes all this other stuff all this other seeing people all this other connecting everything else so much easier To feel you know at home in your body feels so crucial to being able to um open up and connect and be vulnerable and all of that um so yeah in terms of the so this stuff I'm, i'm really grateful right now
0: wow so i'm grateful for you i'm glad that you um that you were able to find that and feel like you could you know just truly be who you are and have so much love for yourself um because i think that's a, a brilliant point when we feel great and we feel the energy of love coursing through our body and we feel comfortable with who we are and we love ourselves that opens up everything that opens up the doorway for more for more love to come into our lives It's just a, it's a really beautiful thing. And that's, that's to me, that's like vulnerability, right? You felt like you were just authentically yourself. You felt like you could finally like release and just be vulnerable. And in that vulnerability, have love for yourself because when we open ourselves up and we are who we truly want to be, I feel like with that, you, the self-love has to come. It has to, it has to be there or you're not really fulfilled. You're not really living your full self. And I'm just, I'm, like it, you even telling that story, that makes me feel so happy. You know what I mean? And when, yeah, when people, that's why I'm, I really am such a big advocate of like being you, as long as you're not hurting anybody, please be your true self. Because when you are, you are radiating this incredible energy out to the world, which benefits us all. Yes.
1: True. I and, and I think too, I love when you say this, I think Um, because we're not all designed to even show up and give love to the world in the same way right there are some like unbelievable humanitarians who are called to you know do incredible work all over the world Um, and we shouldn't all be trying to do that we're uh, we're uh, uh, we're all very different people with different gifts and different interests and different callings and I think where I feel really um, grateful to is that I get to work in an industry where i'm i'm writing and directing now that's sort of been a new thing for for me um and being able to just really feel like okay what can i do like i i want to tell stories like that's that feels like the most since i was a kid the most getting back to the very beginning of the the conversation again like where i felt the most alignment and when i think about what stories i want to put into the world without really trying or being self-conscious about this, I'm realizing that they all have some element of healing involved or some element of redemption, or there's some, there's something like, I do have a fundamental interest in, in, um, communicating things that, uh, will not do harm, you know, and that will yeah. maybe be good and maybe people will hate and maybe people will love. I don't You know, it's just, but yep. to follow through on what feels authentic to me. I don't, I don't think I would be doing the world service by, quitting all of this and and going off to try to do something that I'm not equipped for you know and there are people who are extremely equipped for some of that um that other kind of work and and so I just love anytime I meet anyone I met a falconer recently who like has falcons who are are trained to keep pigeons away from buildings so that they, you know, it's sort of a humane way of keeping pigeons away from buildings. And I was like, that's a certain, you know, you're called to do this, whatever your thing is, is the point. Like, um, and to, to be able to get to a place where you can sort of, and it's, it's, it's also a privilege sometimes to be able to pursue our our, our passions uh, in certain ways, but, you know, as much as you can embody exactly who you are, do exactly what feels right for you. I really really deeply believe that that's the best service you can give to the world.
0: Yes, it is. Um, Kathleen, thank you for for bringing that up because that is something I haven't thought about in a really long time. That's not something my mind even went to in this conversation, but that is so true. The best way that you can show up and be in this world and contribute is just being yourself, just being your true authentic self because you have no idea how much that can inspire somebody to also be their true self mm-hmm. and especially in in something that is deemed it's such it's something that's deemed by society as unusual or not normal right when we can show that out to the world too that can be so transforming and so life changing for for so many people because you're letting them know that this can exist right where this other side of the coin can exist and you give people the ability to then be themselves too and have themselves open up and you know, knowing that, Hey, you know, I I might, this might be the unusual thing to do. This might be the different thing to do, but just in you and everyone being themselves uh, that I think you just, I could not agree with that more. I think you absolutely nailed that. That is the best way that we can show up in our, in ourselves. And Kathleen, just you as a person, you coming out is, huge. You're being your true self and you're allowing people to know that. And that is going to inspire other people to be their true selves. It's just, it's a, it's a beautiful cycle. It is an amazing thing. And I get a lot of love for, um, spread love movement and and the things that I'm doing. I don't think to me, it's not a big deal. It's just me being me. That's, that's it. You know what I mean? I, I'm not like, oh wow, this is, I'm doing something. Am-. It's not like that at all. It's just me showing up in the world and me being me. And and I, you nailed that. If everyone can, in, you know, embrace that, and just be their true selves to the world, that that's that's all we need, and that's all that we can really ask for.
1: That's it. And when you when you are doing exactly what you're talking about doing, just doing what you want to, like it, when it's so aligned, yes, it doesn't feel like a big deal. And it doesn't feel ego driven because it's not. And it doesn't feel like it's about anything other than just showing up. And then other people's responses are a lot easier to take or leave, right? Mm -hmm. You're just doing your thing and really aligned with it. Like, there's so much less involved in the, you know, in evaluations from other people, positive or negative. And I love, obviously, it's so great to have community. And so when you get support for things you're doing, and I, I love the support that you get for what you're doing, there's community in that, right? And that's beautiful. But in terms of it being like an evaluating principle or like, oh, that's what I'm going for. That's what I'm trying to get. I'm trying to get affirmation through this stuff is maybe a sign that it's not the thing that you're you could be infinitely aligned with right because I think yeah. what you're saying I really I really relate to when it's when it is just authentic it it doesn't feel like anything other than what it is the the the, the task and the purpose are the same the mm-hmm. um like the end and the the means yeah. are the same wow um, yeah I I grew up my, my mom is a social worker my dad's a, a lawyer both Tremendous advocates really um, operating uh, on kind of ground, like ground level at my mom, you know, the social work stuff, kind of ground level uh, in the trenches for for a number of years. Good deeds, you know, like helping people out. My dad was taking on a lot of a lot of uh, cases that kind of pushed things forward in in really meaningful ways, really ethical uh, decision making there. And for a long time, I was like, I got to do something like that. Like, that's how, you, that's how you change things in the world. And then at a certain point, I was like, I'm not that. Like, yes. I'm not that. And I got to just get out of the way because I would be very mediocre at that. And there's no service in, in, in being a mediocre social worker. There's no service in being a, a disimpassioned lawyer. Um, but there may be some service in, in storytelling if that's what I really feel Yes. You know. Yes. And, and then not, and then forgetting the service part, and just going, okay, so then I'm going to do it, and then I think the other stuff just follows, the 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 meaning or whatever else just follows.
0: It's just one and the same. You're right. It it's a part of it. So it it just follows and, and comes forth. Wow. So good. Right. It's like instead of doing what we think we're supposed to do to make this impact, just doing what is true to us. Yeah and what feels right for us. Cause wow, that's what a brilliant point too. It's like, if you're like not passionate about being a social worker, well then, then you shouldn't do that. That's not you. That's not aligned with your soul's purpose. And I think just to try to connect to that and to find that, and you could have thought being a storyteller, it's like, well, what change can I make in the world being a storyteller? What good can I put out? It's like, you are your, your, you're your own unique, beautiful person and what you can create no one else can create. And you're, an infinite being and you can create anything you want and you can create this beautiful purpose with that storytelling. And I feel like you're doing it, which is awesome.
1: <laughs> I hope so. I mean, I at least know that when I was young and very, you know, shy and, you know, all of these things, figuring myself out, yeah. literature, movies made me feel less alone.
0: Yeah, Like
1: they really did. They made me feel recognized. They made me feel like I had community that I hadn't met yet. And, the value of that for me, I'm not the only person in the world that has that experience, I'm yep. sure we all do. So it's like recognizing that that was um, a major, that the 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 art that I was engaging in, whether it was like, you know, books, yep. movies, whatever, was the stuff that made me feel like I had a place here. Yes. And, and so, not to get all grandiose about TV and film or anything, but, but, you know, it's, it's like, this is what I want to do. And it feels, it feels like I can um, find a way into it feeling really um, good.
0: Yeah. And even just saying like, you don't want to get grandiose with like movies and like make it be a bigger deal than it is, but it's like, everything can be anything. Like, you know yeah. what I mean? Right. You know what I mean by that? It's like, like just smaller than movies, like the tiniest little thing can still be who you are and still make a beautiful impact on the world. It's like, there's no, there's no level of the importance in my mind. It's like, you're so right. right. It's like anything can, can be done and and achieved in, in the smallest little thing. You can make the biggest impact, even if it's just like a monster impact in one person's life. That's to me is, is huge in itself.
1: I think you're so right and getting I, I, I I'm hearing myself now and I think that it, I'm so grateful that you reminded me that like there is no hierarchy of contributions right like there just isn't it's just like showing up and kind of doing the best you can in whatever way feels authentic to you is the best thing there's no greater or lesser um and and I think that uh yeah that's uh, I'm really glad you reminded me of that.
0: But you're, I mean, you're a beautiful person. In that moment, I feel like you were just trying to be humble. You know, you weren't like, "Oh, look what I'm doing." I'm just, oh, you know what I mean? So it came oh, from. I mean,
1: a- I mean, some like gross, like you know, real like <laughs> feelings of self-importance in in Hollywood. You know, I spend a lot of time. I, I usually live in L.A. and so, mm-hmm. I and I love it. And there's you know, the creative energy is so uh, inspiring. But you know, there's some, there's some,
0: whatever. I, I guess. <laughs> so get this it. has been a really a beautiful conversation. We will unfortunately start to wrap things up a little yeah. bit um i want it so this is uh this is probably the biggest question that i ask most people and kathleen something too that i'm trying to embrace more in life is moments of silence you know what i mean like this is a big question so if you need a moment to be in it and chill there's no awkward silence like we're just we're here and That's something that's the ego that comes in a lot, right? When there's those moments of silence, it's like, hurry up, say something. What's going on? Oh my God, freak out, freak out. And I'm trying to be aware of those situations and just be, and just be okay and be present. Um, So one of my, my main goal in life is to help shift the collective consciousness of the planet to be in a place of more love and acceptance and oneness and togetherness and empathy, compassion, joy, all the positive loving emotions and um it, i know it's something that there's no way i can achieve on my own it's literally not possible it's just it's not um and what do you feel like kathleen you are doing now or things that you maybe plan to do in the future um that will help in an aid in this shift to this really beautiful place of, of consciousness
1: that is a beautiful big question I I had a a really great director once tell me that a a silent moment is better than a forced moment. So Mm. I am gonna just like um, I think what I'm doing now and what I've I've devoted a lot of energy to this year um, is is healing. And I know I've talked about that a little bit throughout this this last hour. Um, and it's actually something that I started thinking about more directly in my life several years ago and, and putting conscious effort and time uh, and energy into. Um, because I don't think, because I think, I guess, the more... The more healed I am, it's, it's what I said before, but the more heal, healed I am, the more I'm able to show up for other people and the less I even need to think about that. You know, yeah. it, I, I think um, I meditate twice a day, partially because it's really great uh, for me and partially because it took me 30 some odd years to decide that like I deserved 20 minutes twice a day of silence to myself if I wanted it Mm -hmm. and that kind of um promise that I make to myself to fill up to um have the energy to then go out into the world and and try to be of service or try to be in, in community in a way that feels loving and protective uh of kind of yeah this this like yeah, the, the, the balance that we want to have, um, communally, I think I'm better when I'm, when I'm full and I'm better Mm -hmm. when I'm healed. And, um, that's really the immediate thing, I think. And then, you know, trying to be in community, trying to, trying to do the little daily practice stuff, the, the daily practice stuff with my partner, the daily practice stuff with strangers, the, like, the little act of love, like letting somebody merge in front of you on the road, you know, yeah. that, that kind of thing has been in mind a lot as we, um, get into more communion with each other these days, um, to just be loving in ways that have no attention on them that have no, um, yeah, the, the, the small scale daily things that I think become more possible, the more, um, Serene I feel
0: yeah I love yep I love that yes i I honestly i I firmly believe in in the same thing it starts it's really with us it's like bringing our attention inward and even like those just little acts of kindness and really just understanding I feel like that in order for us to shift this consciousness it's mm-hmm. not anything out outside of ourselves
1: yes All yeah right? I it's- think I think we can do it by yeah, I think it starts inside anyway, and I think if it's the it's the kind of thing we're like, well, if everyone did that, we'd be in a great place, right? So, like, my first responsibility is to is to be mindful uh, with myself. Also, I will say, you know, something very very quickly that is important to me in this moment right now. We've we're um I we're in Canada. I'm you know discovering we're discovering a lot of really um horrible stuff about residential schools here that we all knew but there's 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 a lot of like trauma being kicked up for our Indigenous communities and I think part of what is really active for me right now is learning and giving space and um and resources to to the First Nations community in in Canada and just like um encouraging a sort of listening there that feels like a kind of national and maybe international healing that mm-hmm. is on a larger scale not to divert too much but but truly that is like something that is in in my daily daily thoughts and daily practice these days as well
0: wow and Kathleen, i love that you keep bringing up healing and it's something that i don't I thank you so much for this it's like a gift for me to have this perspective because i feel like i don't think about it as healing a lot but that is literally the root of the of the issue of yeah. of everything, of any negativity, any hate, any judgment, that's the root of it. If we could heal from the inside, it takes care of everything else.
1: Yeah, it's really hard to feel injured when you're healed. Like it's really hard to, it's it, even when you're talking about having a temper. It's really hard to operate that way in the world when you're when you're healed. Exactly. It just it's, it's so just, real. Like, like the sort of the, the the basic thing that that I I think for me other things follow from. And when everybody just, feels it. Everyone deserves to feel really good in themselves.
0: Yes. I feel like when, when someone is in a truly high vibrational loving place, mm-hmm. it doesn't even exist in your reality to be mean or negative towards someone else. It's just, it literally, I hope people can fully, I, this is a thought I wouldn't have been able to embrace a few years ago, but literally it does not exist in your reality. It cannot come up. It cannot manifest because that's not where you are at all. And wow, Kathleen, so much of it is people being hurt on the inside. And if we can go inward and heal from these things that have really hurt us and and brought us down and made us literally low vibrational, that would heal, that would literally take care of everything that would create this shift in the world. Because inward we'd be feeling these positive emotions. So then those things would be coming out into the world and that's what we'd be projecting and that's the energy that we'd be putting out. They would be touching other people and it would just continue and go and go from there. Wow. Thanks, we all Catherine. We know
1: that if we, if we bash our toe on something and then interact with the mailman, the interaction is going to be different. Yeah. Than if we haven't, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like if we're in pain, we will not be, um, we're just not able, we're humans, we're not able to show up with uh, as much love and presence if we're really wounded, you know? Yes.
0: And,
1: um, so that's yep. the thing I think about. I,
0: I really agree. And honestly, in saying that, I, I, I know, I think it's helpful. It's helpful for me. In knowing that when I interact with somebody else who isn't loving and isn't kind, instead of me feeling anger or hatred back towards that person, I can feel empathy for them because I know that they're just not healed. I know that they're hurting and suffering from something and that person actually needs my love more than anyone else, right? right? In those situations, those people need us. So instead of us bashing them back, if we can just stop and then shift and realize that they're hurting and that they need us and that they need love, that will change that whole situation. Mm -hmm. Wow, it's like, it's really so true. I know everyone says this, but really hurt people really do hurt people. And when we can understand that, we can be like, okay, wow, you're just hurting right now. yeah. And like, it's not anything personal against me. This isn't even really truly who you are. You're mm-hmm. just in a hard place and it's coming out towards me. And that's something I fail at a lot. And I'm trying to really work on that too, is when someone is not kind to me is being kind back to them and mm-hmm. not letting my ego or emotions in the moment get the best of me. Cause that's easy to let that happen. It's hard and it's difficult, and it takes strength in that moment to find love for that person instead.
1: And and also, it, wherever you're at too, like I sometimes the loving thing for myself is to just move on. You yes. know, not everything needs an, like an active engagement. Yes, necessarily, but that can be loving for someone too. Just allowing them the space to feel their feelings, not taking them on, yep. challenging them on them, and just being like, "What's good for me right now too is to just you know." What, whatever it is, every situation is different, but you know to, to allow for any of those um, outcomes, right? Yeah, uh,
0: I'll have moments like that where someone will come at me, and I'll, I'll feel the energy in me, kind of like going, and in that space, I I can't come back with immediate love towards that person, I have to literally just remove myself from the situation. And removing myself is much, much better than cursing at that person or coming back at them or just being negative or hatred or or expressing hate towards them. Just and that that's such a beautiful point too. It's like it's okay. Yeah. Yes,
1: it's okay. I am sorry I didn't mean to cut you off there. No, you're good. You're good. Please go. It's like really, really interesting what you're saying because I think it's also not it does you no service to swallow that feeling and force a performative positivity right yes thank you really recognizing like that the options are there for you to you know to walk away is is a loving act if that's what you need to if you need to heal from that shitty thing someone just said that's fine you know and you're not doing yourself or anyone else's service to muscle through it when it's really feeling painful.
0: True. Um,
1: so like there, you know, it, you can, you can yell, you can not, you can walk away. You can not, you can show immediate love or not like, but whatever really feels like the, um, the, the thing that serves, serves you in the circumstance best, I think is, it's just, just like, I think so much of, of like love and self-love is remembering that there are choices.
0: Yes. Kathleen, I have so much love for you. You're so awesome. <laughs> I'm so I'm just I'm so glad that we we got to connect. Um, Kayla's again, awesome, and she has she mentioned it to me a couple times. She's like, I think Kathleen would be so awesome. She just seems to have such a good mindset. Um, I think she would be great. and I'm just i'm just I'm so grateful to have connected with you because you are such a beautiful person. You have such, a great mind and an awesome perspective. You've taught me things during this conversation and given me gifts. And I'm just, I'm so grateful for that. So thank you.
1: Thank you. I mean, great. Likewise, just, yeah, really grateful that we got to connect. Thanks so much
0: for of course. reaching out. Yeah. Of course. So just right before we cut out Kathleen, if you just want to let people know where they can find you, social media, anything like that, that you just want to make people aware of.
1: Sure. Yeah, I'm. I'm uh, really. Instagram is the one I use, uh, and I'm at Kathleen Monroe. It's M-U-N-R-O-E. Is I spell my last name? Okay, that's it.
0: Awesome. Thank you, Kathleen, so much. I really, really, really enjoyed this conversation. You really opened my mind to certain things, and I'm really grateful now too that we're family. Which is. I
1: know. Same. Yeah. Yeah. Welcome. I'm I'm part of. Oh
0: my gosh, I appreciate it, and. (laughs) Brian, your first cut. One yeah. of the most I love him. He's I love him so much. He accepted me, Kathleen, from the moment. There wasn't any like, eh, who's this guy? He just he loved me from from the first moment I met him, and it was something too that opened my heart so much. I always thought I'd be the dad that you know gave the boyfriends a lot of shit and a lot of problems, and you know it was this tough guy. And Brian totally open my mind to a whole nother way of being. And, um, I'm just, yeah, it's a, I'm happy
1: to hear that he's a big hearted guy and I think he yeah. you, you must have shown up as you are too. Right. So like, I'm sure he can get a sense of that. And also Kayla is, uh, a self-possessed woman. And like, I'm, I bet if she brought you home, like that, <laughs> <laughs> that's a, that's a, a, a good vote of confidence right there.
0: Uh, Absolutely. So, yeah. Cool. So yes. Thank you so much. Well, Kathleen, oh, and congrats again on getting engaged. So exciting. (laughs) So awesome. And um, thank you again for being here, everybody. Thanks for hanging out with us for a little bit uh, and just being here and being present in our conversation. This has been a really, really good one. Love everybody so much. Cannot wait to see everybody again next time. And Kathleen, just so much gratitude for you. Thank you.
1: Thanks so much. Thanks, everyone.